Hello everybody, good day or good evening, whatever time of the day it is that you're listening to this. I want to welcome you all to the Christian Bible Study Ministry Podcast. And I will say that this is that this episode has been uh, a little bit later in coming uh, than usual due to, uh, due to the fact that I have unfortunately been under the weather with uh, kind of a respiratory illness. But I am pretty much recovered and so I wanted to be sure to go ahead and get this program done and always I want to be sure to say that uh, if anybody out there has some kind of an issue going on in their life to where uh, people are sick or just some any other kind of uh, issue then uh, even though I might not know about your need the Lord does and so I pray that you would just make your request known to him and I believe that even if you can't find the words to really uh, put that put that request into words, then he knows your needs because the Spirit is the thing that prays for us. You know, he pleads on our behalf. He does that. So I know there's been people in my church who have uh, been suffering from things. People are having cancer and just... Uh, people in my own family have, uh, they're still dealing with some issues with grief due to uh, loved ones uh, being gone. So, th- you know, there, there, there is a lot of need around for prayer. And so I just pray that we could uh, just remember each other in our prayers. And uh, But anyway, today we're going to look at a what I consider to be a rather complex subject. It covers a lot of ground historically, you know, pretty much from the, what we would consider to be the ancient era all the way up until the very end. That is uh, two chapters in the book of Daniel, uh, Daniel 7 through 8. And uh, there are some pretty, uh, you know, excuse me, I should say that visually speaking or, or graphically speaking or, or however you want to put it, um, these are some very uh, interesting uh, statements that are made in these two chapters. And that is because of the fact that many beasts are spoken of. And they're, uh, we will see that these beasts represent different empires, most of which, all of which, or all but two of which have come and gone. And so we will begin now with Daniel chapter 7, and we will read now through the first three verses here. In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head upon his bed. Then he wrote the dream and told the sum of the matters. Daniel spake and said, I saw in my vision by night, And behold, the four winds of the heaven strove upon the great sea, and four great beasts came up from the sea, diverse from one another. Now, I have had this happen to me more than once, you know, to where I I have been asleep, or even one time the Lord put me to sleep and showed me things that he wanted me to know. This is how he communicates with us a lot of the times, is by visions. And I know it's seen, you know, and it does happen. The Lord does operate this way still, the way that he did in the Old Testament. 
And I think you will find examples even in the New Testament where he did this. Um, he speaks here of beasts, four different, four great beasts which came up from the sea, diverse from one another. And we're going to get into a little bit greater examination of these here later on. We're going to go now to verses 4 through 6. The first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked and it was lifted up from the earth and made stand upon the feet as a man and the man's heart was given to it. And behold, another beast, a second like to a bear, and it raised up itself on one side, and it had three ribs in the mouth of it between the teeth of it. And they said thus unto it, Arise, devour much flesh. After this I beheld, and lo, another like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl. The beast had also four heads, and dominion was given to it. You know, all of these beasts are wondrous and terrible in their own right. I think that anybody who reads these, you know, if they try to picture these empires in their head, uh, they would agree that these were some very powerful uh, entities. And indeed, history will show that they were, in fact, quite powerful. Now down to verse 7 through 8. Um, After this, I saw in the night visions and behold a fourth beast dreadful and terrible and strong exceedingly and it had great iron teeth it devoured and break in pieces and stamped the residue with the feet of it and was and it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it and it had ten horns i considered the horns and behold there came up among them another little horn before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots. And behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man, and mouth speaking great things. Excuse me, had to pause for a second, y'all. We can go ahead and say that this future empire, the fourth beast, is going to be the government or the empire which is led by the antichrist you know he here is i think what is the first mention that i know of of the antichrist and the first thing we are told of his character is that he is the utmost to the utmost full of himself you know it's like whatever uh the nature of his government he will be the head of it and we see here, you know, I want to go ahead and say that it says that he has the eyes the eyes of a man. It's like he operates strictly by what he sees. He is the uttermost fulfillment of the basest human desires. He operates and lives by strictly what he can see and indulge in. He is... A totally, you know, he is a natural, total, I mean, a totally natural man, totally opposed to God. I, I believe that is what it means when it says that he had the eyes of a man. Now we go to verses 9 through 10. I beheld 
till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from him. Thousand thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set, and the books were open. You know, however, you know, the reign of this very powerful empire of this, you know, of the most powerful leader that the, that the world will at that time have ever seen, human, humanly speaking, uh, is going to be pretty brief in comparison uh, to world history. And we see that he comes up against the total might of the Lord. That is who the Ancient of Days is. It is the Father. The Lord himself will come to do battle against the Antichrist. And honestly, to me, the, the, the Ancient of Days, it just shows the timelessness and total power of God. He is outside of time. And the little horn is going to be humiliated by his total in by his total and complete inability to stand against God. You know, and we're thinking, well, he should have known that in the first place. But that is the unfortunate nature of mankind, and in in the case of the Antichrist, who I believe will be uh, somehow satanically inspired or powered. You know. When you put the base desires of man in together with the evil, with the total, completely evil nature of Satan, then there is no bounds to the evil that they will try to attempt. And they even think that they can oppose God successfully. Well, the Lord will show them uh, in the end, most unfortunately for them, that they cannot succeed. So... We go now down to verses uh, 11 through 12. And beh I beheld them because of the voice of the great words which the horn spake. I beheld even till the beast was slain and his body destroyed, given to the burning flame. As concerning the rest of the beast, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and time. You know, this is the climax, in a sense, of world history. It will be a pretty monumental and, uh, in some cases, a frightful event, depending on which side of eternity uh, people wind up on. And we see that the Antichrist will suffer eternal death. And, unfortunately, anybody who has seen you know, seen in the book of Revelation that uh, anybody who takes the mark of the beast and worships the beast will be uh, condemned in the same manner that the Antichrist uh, will be. And, you know, it says here, interestingly, that uh, not all of the beasts were destroyed. And I think this means that uh, there were enough people left who had not uh, sworn allegiance to the Antichrist, but who had rather sworn their loyalty to the Lord, that those nations were allowed to continue. They, so they were spared from annihilation. 
verses 13 through 14 we go to now. I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with cloud with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. And there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. This tells of the kingdom which comes after that of the fourth beast. This is the kingdom that we all want to see. This is the kingdom of God. No end will ever, no end will it ever see. This kingdom will not end. Instead of a world full of Satan worshipers, the world will be inhabited only by those who worship the Lord. This will be the fulfillment of God's plan, people. There will come a day to where all evil and wickedness will be purged from this world. You know, and here chronologically, I think chronologically speaking, we will see that this is a, uh, at this point in world in the world chronology, uh, this will be a temporary thing as far as the elimination of sin because I believe, you know, if you see in the book of Revelation, the beast, the devil is uh, uh, bound for a thousand years and then released for a short time. Uh, you know, so there will still be sin. At, there will again be sin at that point. And then once the devil is unleashed again, then finally everything will be made totally forever perfect. There will be no sin. So we go to verses uh, 15 through 17. I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit, in the midst of my body, and the visions of my head troubled me. I came near unto one of them that stood by and asked him the truth of all this. So he told me and made me know the interpretation of the things. These great beasts which are four are, king, are four kings which shall arise out of the earth. And, excuse me, okay, back out. You know, all of this stuff troubled Daniel because, you know, I imagine that, uh, you know, and I imagine that John the Revelator felt the same uh, when he wrote of about his experience on Patmos, you know. Um, an angel tells Daniel the beasts are empires that are, that were at that point yet to come. So verses uh, 18 through 19 we go to, But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. But the saints of the Most... Oh, excuse me. But then I will know the truth of the beast, the truth of the fourth beast, which was diverse from all the others, exceedingly, exceedingly dreadful, whose teeth were of iron, and his nails of brass, which devoured, breaking pieces and stampede, and stamped the residue with his feet. You know, before the uh, before the saints, the people, the Christians, the people of the Lord, uh, take possession of the kingdom, they will, you know, whoever is here at that time will have to un undergo the most intense persecution that the world has ever seen. Uh, it's going to be like 
the Holocaust, but on a worldwide scale, and it's going to be much worse. And the the Christians will be totally and horribly persecuted. You know, uh, I can't even imagine how many people will be uh, martyred because of this. And we see again that this empire, the empire of the Antichrist, uh, will be the most powerful empire in history. You know, from a uh, human perspective, military perspective, nobody's going to be able to stand against this empire because it's going to be that powerful. And uh, we go to verses 20 through 21. And of the ten horns that were in his head, and of the other which came up, and before whom three fell, even of that horn that had eyes and a mouth that spake very great things, whose look was more stout than his fellows. I beheld, and the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them. Whoever this leader is, the Antichrist, he is going to be, you know, I, probably, you know, he will be the most powerful human being who has ever lived. Uh, he is going to be the greatest blasphemer who has ever lived. He is going to make war against the saints. And we are told very plainly here that he will prevail uh, against the Christians. He will persecute them. He will kill them. And in Revelation, we see that uh, that these people were beheaded. Um, that is a pretty horrible, pretty horrible fate. I think we can all say that. And, you know, I think it's a uh, kind of interesting to note that we're told that it is the little horn, which is the Antichrist. And this little horn made war with the saints. I'm not quite sure why he is depicted as a little horn, but that is what the Bible tells us, you know. And he prevailed against the saints, which he made war against. We go to... Just a little bit further down. Verses 22 and 23. Until the Ancient of Days came and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High. And the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Thus he said, the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms and shall devour the whole earth and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. No other empire in world history will have done this. You know, the Romans more or less conquered the known world of their era. Uh, you might could say that the Mongolian Empire, that, that the Mongol Empire conquered much of the known world of that era. And all the beasts that uh, came before, that will have come before this fourth empire, you know, they more or less conquered the known world of, that, of their era. Or they were at least very powerful. This fourth empire, the world, the the world government of the Antichrist, will be totally different from anything that has ever come before it. It will rule the world, the whole world, and it is going to break apart and tread and trod down anything that opposes it. Verse twenty-four. And the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise, and another shall rise after them. 
and he shall be diverse from the first, and he shall do three, and he shall subdue three kings, and he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws, and they shall be given unto his hand until a time and times and the dividing of time. You know, whoever these ten kings are, they're ten. You know, there are ten kings that shall arise, and another the Antichrist will come after them and he shall subdue three of them. I'm assuming that this means that these, uh, that these three kings will be assassinated, you know, because that seems to be totally in line with his character and he will be the head of this empire and he will speak great words against the most high. Again, it mentions his blasphemy and uh, he might even, uh, do so from the temple from what you know the future temple that uh, I believe will be reconstructed and he shall wear out the saints of the most high and it's interesting to see that the Bible tells us that he shall wear out the saints you know the saints will be that persecuted there they will have they will be running they will be hiding underground they will be and in some cases, not hiding underground, but I'm sure outright uh, testifying in the open against uh, against the satanic kingdom. And, you know, they will have no real uh, refuge, it seems. They will be worn out by this persecution. And this man, whoever he is, will change times and laws you know he will maybe try to change the uh, world's time system and he will set up his own law and this will be his power until a time and times and the dividing of time we see later on in revelation that this means three and a half years that'll be the worst three and a half years in the in the whole history of the world we go to verse 26 but the judgment shall sit, and they shall take away his dominion to consume and to destroy it to the end. Verse 27. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. The government of the Antichrist will be totally destroyed. The Lord will judge his empire, and he will totally destroy it in all this dominion that he had will be given to the saints the saints who were worn out and beheaded and persecuted by this evil man will be in turn given his kingdom they will rule everything that he had ruled quite a change in fortune don't you think the saints whose blood have been shed the saints whose blood will have spilled from the guillotine or whatever kind of apparatus that it is used to behead them, these very saints will then be given control of the entire earth by the Lord. We will have dominion, the dominion that the Antichrist himself had. Verse 28, Hit too is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my cogitations much trouble me, and my countenance changed in me, but I kept the matter in my heart. What Daniel saw here, it was 
kind of, it was almost too much for him, you know, and it troubled him greatly. And he just kept the matter to himself. You know, I, or rather that the, uh, that it troubled him. He kept the, he kept this trouble to himself. And, you know, folks, I was going to go into chapter eight here in this episode, but I think due to the, uh, complexity of this subject and, uh, the length of this program as it is now, it is almost 25 minutes, I'm going to break this up and do chapter eight next. So I want to conclude this episode by saying that if you are out there listening to this and if you feel the spirit urging you to come to Christ, I pray that you would immediately yield to him. And if there's somebody in your family or a friend that you know that is lost, I pray that you would be equipped to share the good news of Christ with them. And uh, we'll pray right now. Lord, if there's anybody listening to this, I pray that the seed will be planted in them. Uh, If they're not already hearing your call to salvation, then I pray that the seed will be planted for that. That, you know, I pray that people would come to you before it's too late. I pray that uh, anybody out there who has any other kind of spiritual, you know, burden, whether it's a sickness or just any other kind of thing, I pray that you would listen to them and uh, reassure them or whatever it is that you need to do. And it's in Christ's name I pray this, Lord. Amen.